Varner, your host of the She Needs Grit podcast. I am really, really pumped up for what I have in store for you this year. We are going to be diving into some amazing entrepreneurial stories. We're going to be talking all about how you can build your business, how you can have a business that supports the exact ideal dream life you're trying to create for yourself and your family and how you can do it while you make buckets of money. So settle in, buckle up, get some caffeine, and let's get started for 2023. Samantha Varner, and I am so, so pumped about our discussion today because we are going to talk about business money dates. So it is February, it is the month of love, and we are keeping with the theme of how to love your business more, and one of the things is money dates. So why do we want to have money dates? What would be the value of doing it from a very, very high level? Okay. First and foremost, if you're not familiar with a money date, let's start there. We are going to review our financial picture as a business owner and just put our finger on the pulse of what's happening. Oftentimes, entrepreneurs will wait until the end of the quarter or the end of the month or when they get reporting or conversations back from their accountants. And I want to encourage you to actually take a more active role in the financial observation and action of your business. So my recommendation is monthly is the longest time you should go between a money date. And really, there should be a little mini date in there, a little day date, if you will, um, once a week, just to take a quick peek at where things are, be looking at your accounts, be familiar with the ingoing and the outcoming, all of that sort of thing. But what we do these money dates for is so that you have a really good idea of what's happening financially, and more importantly, so you have the ability to course correct for anything that might be out of whack, whether it's how much you're spending, what your revenue is coming in, do you need to step it up on the sales front? You're not going to know those things if you leave it right till the end of the month or, God forbid, the end of the year to actually take a peek at what is happening with your financials. So this applies to whether you're still doing all of your own bookkeeping, all of your own taxes, or if you have started to outsource some of those things to other professionals. Either way is fine, but you cannot relinquish control of your finances altogether. You cannot wipe your hands of this no matter what stage of business that you're in. I actually go back to, that reminded me of years ago, years ago. I don't know whether I've brought this up in the podcast before, but One of the things from 150 years ago that I remember Oprah saying was that no matter how big she got or how much money she made in her business or how successful she got, she had received advice from somebody in her world that said, you never stop writing the checks in your business. Now, we don't write a lot of checks now in business, right? You're not actually writing physical checks as often, but what that is in my mind is that we always have our finger on the pulse of our business financials. We are not letting other people deal with our money because we want to keep our hands on our money 
pay attention to our money, and make sure that it's doing exactly what we want it to do in business. So let's dive in a little bit to how do you run a money date? What even do you do, right? Obviously, you guys have an idea that you might need to open your bank accounts. So you might need to whip on through, find those passwords, get sorted out for that. But what it allows you to do is see the past, the present, and project for the future in terms of what is happening financially in your business, okay? Here are the things that I start with when I'm doing a money date in my business. First things first, I review the goals. So I am looking at my financial goals for the year, for the month, and for the quarter to see where I am in relation to what I would like to be doing at that time. Now, for many of your businesses, it is not going to be a linear like I want to make 24 sales in a year, therefore I need to make two a month. It's not going to be probably that easy. And also, it's okay that your business can come in fits and spurts. That is definitely something that happens. So we want to look at our, review our goals and look at our sales and look at our projections and see if we're on track generally to what we want to do. We want to calculate our profit margin. So if you haven't figured out yet how to deal with your profit margin, what your profit margin is, or you're not looking at that regularly, this is a really great piece of information financially that you can look as this is the thing I want to keep an eyeball on. So we know our revenue is all of the income coming into our business, right? All of the sales that you're making, that's your revenue. All of your expenses is the cost of doing business. So anything that you're paying for is an expense. The difference traditionally is the profit. And if you've heard me talk about this before, I follow the idea of the profit first model. This is based on the book of Mike Michalowicz. And I strongly suggest that you invest in this book, read this book, or come and see me and we will talk all about profit first and why that is the best way, in my opinion, to think about your business finances. But regardless, profit margin's critical. So figure out what that is and calculate it and keep an eyeball on it. Then I want you to determine your average monthly revenue. This is not always a number that entrepreneurs think about, but we have a tendency occasionally as human beings to think, oh, I just had the best month ever. I had a $20,000 month. Now I can start making decisions based on a $20,000 a month average business. Don't do that. Don't do that until it's legitimately the average month revenue, okay? Because this is where we can get into that habit and trip into that place of spending more money than we're actually earning. An exceptional month at $20,000 that is not the average means you can't yet afford what looks like you could afford if you were making $20,000 a month. So calculate your average at any given time and use that as the number for creating what expenses, what investments, what you're going to do with your money going forward. It's far more reasonable number to be working with than, hey, the last month was just a banger month and I made a huge amount of money that's not necessarily going to be month over month. It will eventually, but it might not be the first time you hit it. Okay, so we are going to take the time to do categorizing your spending. So depending on where you are in your bookkeeping journey and who's doing that for you, if it's not yourself, 
going through and making sure that everything is categorized correctly just makes your life easier at the end of the year. And so I recommend you do that. Reviewing your business budget, making sure that you are keeping on track with what your expected expenses are and what you're intending to spend on certain pieces, be it advertising, marketing, hiring, personal salaries, bonuses, client gifts, whatever those things are, you want to keep an eye on that stuff. Okay. Review your available cash. Figure out if you haven't yet started to do this, this is where separate bank accounts come in very handy. And this is a conversation right out of profit first. I want you to start dividing up your cash into its assignable tasks. If right now you have all of your money commingled in there, your tax money, all your revenue goes into one account and then you just operate out of that account with no division of your cash, I want you to stop that right now. At the very least, you need to have an account that you are putting in every single time you get paid the amount for taxes. Separate account, tax account, do it now. At the very minimum, you need to make sure that you have that because there is nothing worse than getting to the end of the year and realizing you don't have enough money set aside for tax because you spent it all out of your main operating account. Don't do that. Okay, so that's not the only thing not to do, but that's certainly like a big one. Just get a separate account, okay? All right, so we're going to review our available cash. We are then going to set money goals and sales expectations. One of the biggest things that I talk about, and you guys know I highly invest in my own business, is I make sure I have the cash available for these investments that I'm making to grow my business, to grow my brain, to be able to better serve my clients. This can be a challenge if you're not setting money aside in a category like that for investment of you being personally grown as a CEO year in, year out. So if you're not doing that right now, this is how some of those investments can feel far more comfortable just because you intend to do them. You set the money aside, you've prepared the way that you're going to create that revenue, and you've earmarked it for the thing that is important to you. I really, really recommend you do this. So you are setting money goals and sales expectations. So here is a place where this sometimes ends up being a bit of a harsh reality. If we're looking on this money date and we're realizing we're way behind on sales, I'm assuming in this case, let's pretend that you are the salesperson for your business because the vast majority of us are the salespeople. We do not have staff. If you do have staff, then this becomes a bigger, broader discussion in your company. But for those of us that are in that solopreneur or little teampreneur business, the reality is you're the person selling. And if the sales numbers aren't there, then you're not lead generating enough and you need to catch that. And I want you to be catching that on a money date far earlier than the end of the year where we miss the mark on our goals, we're frustrated and we start to feel like we should go back and get a job. Okay. So take the time to do this. Take the time to sit down, do it with a glass of wine, do it with a hot cup of coffee, get yourself a little pastry, make it fun make it consistent and go through and look at your money, realizing that you are absolutely in charge of how this business grows, how you create the life that you're trying to do. And all of that comes from having a real idea of what's going on financially in your business and how you can be serving it at all times. The last part of a money date always is 
planning your strategy for the upcoming period. So maybe that's for the next month, or maybe that's even for the next week. But by doing this and really starting to nail in what exactly do I have to accomplish the next week or the next month to be on track for my goals so that my March money date is so much more fun and I feel excited about the progress that I've made, you need to be setting goals regularly. You need to be going back every week, doing a quick little check-in. Am I on pace? Am I doing things? Do I need to step it up? Do I need to go to another networking meeting? How do I connect with people? More social media posts, whatever that might be for you. Now, if this feels like a lot, right? I've, you know, all in your ears and you're driving and you're thinking, okay, first I needed to take notes. This should have been at my office. I want you to take a deep breath and know that if you want a copy of these exact kind of the checklist of how to do this, then all you need to do is DM me on Instagram at shecollective.biz right now, do it quick and say, hey, send me the money date outline. I'm happy to do it. It's available. I'm also in the midst of generating the PDF checklist for the money date and that will be available I will pop that up on the show notes so that you can also get it there if that's what you want to do. So enjoy. Make it a date. Put it on your calendar for every single month, same time, same place, same glass of wine, and start becoming the CEO who's also the CFO of their business and take charge of the finances. All right, guys. Have a great rest of February, and I will talk to you you so much for listening and spending your time at the She Needs Grit podcast. I would be ever so grateful if you would be able to leave me a review or share this episode with somebody that you know needs to listen to these lessons as well. Thank you so much.